okay, well, they're only in second grade. They made a mistake. Let's give them some grace and let's, you know, help them out. Okay, well, then they get to middle school. Well, they're only a sixth grader. They're only a seventh grader. You know, let's, let's give them some grace. Let's help them out. Let's give them more chances. Okay. Then they get to high school. It's like, well, they're really young. They're not, they're spontaneous. They're not thinking, you know, their frontal lobes aren't developed, whatever it is. So they're just in high school, like give them a break. But it's like, at what point do we allow them to make the mistake and feel the consequence of that? Welcome to Functional Medicine Coaching Moms Podcast where simplifying healthy lifestyle change for moms is the only goal. It is so awesome to speak with Chrysler Bailey today. Chrysler is an executive function coach and functional medicine certified health coach. She has been a college professor for over 20 years, and she's also a married mom of two boys, ages 9 and 11. This episode is for you if you have a child heading to college this fall, or even if you have a high school student embarking on the college search process. Both Raquel, me, and Kristen have. We want our kids to thrive in college, and let's face it, not every kid does. It can be a tough transition with a lot to manage. During her 20 plus years in both two and four year colleges, Chrysler saw way too many kids struggle and now she's helping students prepare for success. And this is such an important topic for us moms. As Raquel just mentioned, her son's going away to college in the fall and he's also a wrestler. So he's gonna have athletics to balance with those academics. And my son, I have a senior who is in the college search process. And that's pretty stressful to, for the parents and for the kids too, um, just applying and, and trying to figure out you know, where you, you might want to apply and visiting all those schools. Um, so we can't wait to hear how Chris, Coach Chrysler can help us today. Yeah. So Chrysler, thank you, first of all, so much for being on the show. The first thing is, uh, can you explain, because I actually never heard of it, but Kristen says she's heard of it. But only recently. Yeah. Right. But uh, can you explain what executive function coaching is and how is it or is it connected with functional medicine and health coaching? Hey, ladies. First of all, let me say thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here with y'all today. Yeah. So executive function really is something that we do every single day. But of course, we haven't really been given a formal name to it because it's something we just learn and we start to do and process. But it's a part of our everyday life, how we think through things, how we process them, how we plan our days, you know, how we manage our time, all of those types of things are going to go into what I do as an executive function coach. And really, I like to focus on the upper high school and the college students because so many times they don't really know. They haven't really been given these skills. A lot of things have been done for them. They haven't really learned how to emotionally regulate, how to manage their time, how to budget, how to self-advocate in an appropriate way, right? They may be keyboard jockeys, but you know they don't really know what that means. So I really work with them to help them, you know, learn how to do those things and do them so that they are successful, not just in college, but these are skills we need 
every single day of our lives all the way through. A hundred percent. You know, it's really interesting because um, Kristen was when we were talking about this time that we were going to have with you and she was explaining to me what executive coaching was. I was like, I've never heard of that. And we're going through it and we're kind of like briefing each other on, on and preparing for this talk with you. I said, wow, I think I could use that. <laughs> I could use some executive coaching. Yeah. I think we all could. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you think about what we do as functional medicine health coaches, we really work with people more so on their, you know, health, but we try to get them to understand what their overall vision is, what they're looking to do, what their goals are, how they are going to plan that out, right? What does that look like every day? And if something doesn't work, how are they going to think through switching it up and making it better and more applicable for themselves? So this is what I do as an executive function coach, but I'm helping young people really apply that to their college lives, uh, especially. Sure. Yeah. So what would be like some of the, the top struggles you see with kids transitioning to college? A big one is just learning how to live independent of mom and dad or whoever raised them. So they come to college, you know, they think I'm a smart kid. I've gotten the grades. I've gotten in, I've got the scholarship. I've got the money, whatever it is. And then they're, then they start going through the process and they're like, what do, what do I do now? Like, how do I find my classes? What questions do I ask? Who do I go to? You know, all kinds of things. How do I figure out, okay, they gave me the schedule. How do I know when to sleep, when to study? When am I going to take breaks? All those types of things. Just trying to figure out how to manage themselves on their own. There's no more family calendar, right? No, yeah, there's no mom or dad there right. trying to help you Same. out. Get like, up, it's time to go. What yeah, are you exactly. doing? Yeah, right. I mean, nobody's, nobody's waking them up every day to yes. get off to school so they don't miss the bus, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying, hey, don't forget, you have soccer practice, so you need to wash your, you know, your practice clothes, right? Right. That is not happening. They need to figure out when they're going to do their laundry, in between classes, on the weekend, those types of things. And is this something then that you would do before they get there or like, what's the good timing for this to, to apply this coaching? Well, as we know, the best timing is always preventative, right? right. We always mm -hmm. want to do things in a preventative mode. So starting kids out, maybe in their high school years, maybe sophomore, junior timeframe, where they're starting to little by little work on these things on their own. And you know, I was thinking about this last night, actually, because as you said, my kids are nine and 11. And, you know, when you think about each stage when they're in school, it's like, okay, well, they're only in second grade. They made a mistake. Let's give them some grace and let's, you know, help them out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, then they get to middle school. Well, they're only a sixth grader. They're <laughs> only a seventh grader. Right. You know, let's, Let's give them some grace. Let's help them out. Let's give them more chances. Okay. Then they get to high school. It's like, well, they're really young. They're not, they're spontaneous. They're not thinking, you know, their frontal lobes aren't developed, whatever it is. So they're just in high school, like give yeah. them a break. Yeah. But it's mm -hmm. like, at what point do we allow them 
to make the mistake and feel the consequence of that? At what point do we say, you know what, son, you have a job. You need to figure out what your days of work are, how many hours you're going to work, how you're going to ask your boss for time off. You know, giving them these tools so that when they do go off to college, they've had some practice in that. That's the ideal. But of course, we have the ones that go off to college and they need that help. So I love to support those students as well. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I do struggle with that. Like, I'll totally admit as the parent, like I've gotten the phone call. I forgot my uniform. I need it today, you know, and it's like, do I go, you know, I've done the system maybe where sometimes I get, you get like two free chances or one chance. And then the next time, no, um, cause right. I do get it. I mean, we all forget stuff sometimes and it's stressful and it's not fun, but yeah, if you're never letting them fail, how do they learn? It's a really good point. So it, it, it is, I think that's such a hard thing as a parent personally. It really is. And, you know, I think because I have been on the side of seeing those students right. who have always gotten the good grade, they've been top tier. They have been in so many competitive things. They have high GPA, high achieving SAT score, whatever it is. And then they go to college. It's a different environment. They're learning. They're trying to figure things out. They don't do so hot on an assignment. They miss an assignment. They get a zero and they are freaking out. Mm. Like they don't know what to do. And then they come and they're like, having asthma attacks and crying and all kinds of things. And you're like, honey, this is one <laughs> grade. Like, right. did you read your syllabus to see this grade is not going to kill your, your whole, like, this is a whole semester. This is one grade. Right. right. Yeah. So I, oh, that's cool. really where I have found that students just they don't know how to deal with that. They don't know how to manage those feelings. They don't know how to think through the situations. They don't know how to ask for appropriate help. That's the thing. Right. Appropriate help is not, can I do the assignment now and just, you know, whatever. Appropriate help is, you know what, I, I didn't manage my time very well. Can you help me figure out how to do this? so that I don't miss the deadline again, right? Because if you just yes. keep giving them chances after chances yes. after chances, how do they learn not to miss the deadline again, right? right. Mm -hmm. So that's what that. I'm, I'm working to teach them is to give them those real practical tools to figure out how do I manage my time? How do I budget my money? You know, those types of things. Yeah. And you're like, you're kind of talking about students that you're saying they have really good grades already. You know, they've already had all this accomplishment. So why would we think that those kids would struggle in college? You know, exactly. You wouldn't, you would think that they're all set. You know, you'd worry more about the kid that maybe didn't get such great, good grades in high school or, you know, didn't do as well. So, so that's interesting. And that's really interesting because that would be like, my son didn't meet the requirements you know, the GPA. So he had to go to preparatory school, which he was, that was not fun for him. <laughs> I'll just put it that way. He hated it. But, you know, I, I just thought like, you know, this is actually going to benefit him because he had to rough it and he had to figure it out. It didn't come that 
easily. So it's interesting because I have multiple kids and some of them academically things come so easy for them. And then I have my other son who struggles academically, so he has to kind of hustle, but it actually works out for him because he has to use that work ethic if he wants it. Mm-hmm. Where the others, if, if academically they just get it and they just coast with it, then they don't get to like work that grind part of themselves to understand that they have to manage something to get from point A to point B. And eventually, you know, life is going to bring that your way and you have to meet the road there. And so I'm seeing, I think, uh, Crystal, that you have been seeing this in as in your arena as a professor. And um, you saw you've been seeing this for so long that you're like, you know what? I am you're you're meeting the need. It looks like. right? Yeah, you're sort of the missing link is what it sounds like. (laughs) You know, the kids aren't getting this and, and they need it. Yeah, I'm really hoping to bridge that gap. Yes, there you go. Over my 20 years, I have taught in two year schools, four year schools, and I've taught in public institutions and private institutions. So I'm not saying that this, I've only seen this in certain students or at certain institutions. This is everybody. Mm -hmm. This is all the students. This is all the institutions. And even when I was in school, honestly, my first couple of years, there were some very ugly moments that (laughs) could have been avoided, or at least I would have known better how to work through them had I had these skills. So I feel like this is something that's been missing for a really long time. And Mm -hmm. I am ready to address it. Let's go. Yeah. No, I love that. And I think, I mean, I don't know the percentage, but there's quite a big percentage of kids that start college, right? And do not finish. I'm not sure, you know, so, and this perhaps could solve some of those problems by, by helping them get these skills. Yeah. Absolutely. The reasons that they don't finish are sometimes very sad reasons. Yeah. Like they are struggling with mental health issues and they don't have any sort of support. Even the, you know, the college or university may have a counseling department or something like that, but they have one counseling department for thousands of students. Mm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I, uh, I teach social problems. That's one of the classes I teach. And we have a lot of frank conversations in my classes. And several of the students uh, who are in my uh, private university, it's relatively small. They were saying that they reached out mm-hmm. um, and they had to wait like three weeks for an appointment. Wow. That's a long time. You know, yeah. right. And if you are in crisis, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, yeah, you need something right then, or maybe it's gotten resolved. And so you kind of go, ah, I don't, I, but something else is going to come up. Well, if you haven't had any, any assistance or support, it's just not going to happen. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Students are dealing with a lot of different things. They may, I've had students that have had sick parents. They're going to school 13 Mm. hours away from home, a plane uh, ride away. They are dealing with situations where, you know, they're in relationships and those relationships aren't healthy. You know, there's so many different things. And so 
if we are not equipping them, then, you know, they're going to struggle. And that struggle may lead to burnout and dropout. Right. Yeah, that's really sad. So this is very exciting to hear that you're, you're offering this solution for parents to consider. And I do think it's interesting how you're saying it's, you know, the high school years would probably be the time to start this, not waiting till college, even though you would still get benefit if you did it in college. But that's interesting. So being mindful of our time today, we were just curious, like, what are two simple things that moms can do now if they have a college bound student? Like what either they're they're, maybe their students just started college or maybe they're in high school still and they're in this search process or thinking about it. Like what are two simple things that they could start with? I think there's something to be said for allowing your student to choose wisely where they are going to attend. Unfortunately, our educational system uh, has a hierarchy just like everything else. And so we see certain schools as better or worse. However, just because a school has a certain reputation, it may not be the best school for your, for your child. So really thinking through all the things like, where are they going to be? What's the location like? What kind of resources are available for your student, for your child? How far away are they going to be? How are they actually going to find a doctor um, if they need one? Right. You know, these types of things need to go into the decision. Don't let the name of the school, the high level of the school, you know, don't let those kinds of things be the only things that you use, you know, to help your child choose the school. Mm -hmm. I would say that's definitely one thing. And then I think the other thing is allowing your your child to have responsibility and to hold them accountable. Yes. So whatever that looks like for your child, because maybe they work, maybe they're in sports, maybe they volunteer, you know, whatever that is, or just around the house, right? They need to have responsibility. And when they don't live up to the standards that you've set, they need to be held accountable because that's how it is in life, right? Yeah. And that's how it's going to be for them in college. If a student comes to me and they've missed a deadline, they've been given instructions, they've been given a calendar, they've been given the opportunity to ask questions. There's a writing lab on campus. I mean, they they had all the chances mm-hmm. and they don't do the work. They're not going to get the grade, right? right. So mm-hmm. they need to have these opportunities to practice these things. These are skills that they're building. Let them build the skill Mm -hmm. in the safest place possible. That's in your home. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I would say those two things. Yeah. And I I think like what you're saying is like not calling it failure. It's you're building skills. It's not a failure. Right. Because like I, I feel like that's another thing in the educational system. It's like, oh, you get an you got an A. Oh, you got a B or you got an F. Oh, my God. Which is teaching our kids to be afraid of failing. Mm-hmm. To, to, like I think like, a lot of I think a lot of adults are afraid of failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's certainly a thing. Yeah. 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 And it really holds you. You be, you you get into this like prison cell of not exploring and not taking chances and, you know, or, you know, or just like you said, like reaching out and 
to really seek that that version of yourself that you you know is you you have mm-hmm. and it's you know being able to fail and get up and all right i just learned make the adjustments and then move forward that's that's really confidence that's how you build confidence in yourself yeah you're not afraid like yeah. you, i use listen you you're always going to be like we all have you know different then you get to the next level and then you're going to be afraid again but you learn that mm-hmm. it's going to be okay i've i've been here before it increases your courage level i think and that is so i i i so resonate with that um crystal thank you so much yes thank you this has been so helpful so yeah. i you know when you were talking raquel i thought about it this way when you teach a kid to ride the bike they're unstable they're shaky they're nervous right you hold on to the bike you run behind them you let go they fall they get upset you kiss the boo-boo, you know, that type of thing. But you encourage them to keep trying. You don't get on the bike and ride it for them and say, look, right. this is so much fun. <laughs> Yay, I'm riding it. the bike. <laughs> yeah, we're riding a bike, kiddo. Look at this. This is awesome. No, you stay on the sidewalk. You put them back on the bike. You encourage them. You say, yes. yeah, this is hard. I get it. Give it another try. You yes. won't figure out how to ride the bike unless you actually get on and ride the bike. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that's no other just way. an analogy to think about that's a when we're going way. through this. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was awesome. Awesome. You need, you hit the nail on the head, girl. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great finale there. Well, guys, thank you so much. You can connect with Chrysler on Instagram at coach Chrysler, which is, C-O-A-C-H-K-R-I-S-L-E-R. And on Facebook at Health Coaching with Chrysler. Check out her YouTube podcast, Coach Chrysler's Convos, where people share their functional medicine health journeys. Both Kristen and I have shared ours, and we love listening to all the great conversations Coach Chrysler has. So awesome, yes. Yeah, on, on her YouTube channel. And her YouTube channel is at Health Coaching with Chrysler. And um, just to add, Chrysler is running a course called Secrets to College Success. And she's going to be offering our listeners $20 off that. So you can use the code FMCM20. And you can email her at coachchrysler at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to put that in the show notes. And I am definitely going to be checking that out, Chrysler, because I have that senior that I'm working with. And I think we could use some help in some of these areas. So this is amazing. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I am super excited about the workshop. It is not just teaching about the skill, but it's actually letting them practice the skill. So we talk about budgeting and then I give them a budget to work through and practically Mm -hmm. apply. We talk about self-advocacy and then I give them some scenarios to think through. How do we do this? How do we talk about this? Who do you go to? What resources are there? So we really dig in, not just to the skill itself, but we like practically work on that skill to start building that foundation. Love that, yeah. Because like you said before, you have to do these things. You can't Mm -hmm. just learn about them. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Getting on that bike. (laughs) Right. 
Okay, well, thank you so much, and we will see you next time. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purpose of diagnosing, curing, treating, or preventing any disease. We are functional medicine certified health coaches and not licensed medical professionals. The opinions and advice of guests are their own and also not considered to be medical advice. Always consult with a healthcare professional when making any healthy lifestyle changes. We would love to hear from our mom community. Any wellness topics that are high on your list, please DM us at Functional Medicine Coaching Moms. We can also be reached via email at info at functionalmedicinecoachingmoms.com. You can find Functional Medicine Coaching Moms podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button.